Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. My name is Elisa Keaton. I'm bringing you a Facebook Live teaching that I did over on the official Revelation Wellness community page, which you are all invited to. You will be asked to answer like three simple questions just to verify that you have been following this podcast, and you can come on into that community group. So I'll put that in the show notes. This is a teaching from uh, day 10, week two of Weight Loss God's Way. Every week I do a teaching um, back there and it, it reinforces what we are learning about losing weight, air quotes, weight, the things that weigh us down. And today we went after the power of words, uh, really healing words and the words that we speak being an indicator of what's going on on the inside. And I give some practical things of what we, what we can do to change our inner landscape. More of the things that you are learning here, but I promise you, this is kind of a part one of a part two. So stay tuned because I promise it's going to go somewhere and apply what you learn. Hey, if you missed Weight Loss God's Way, the challenge when it was running live, it is closed um, in terms of the donations only, you know, the live group. We're, we're about 10 days in, but you can still come on in and join. So the, um, the challenge is, is available to you for um, just $19 right now. It will go up at the end of the challenge once we're all done here. So you can get that and come on over and start working with this quote, air quotes, weight loss issue. Um, and also for those of you that are interested in becoming a fitness teacher, gospel preacher, how about this? Just you feel the call to start your own faith uh, and fitness ministry. Uh, I would love to tell you the basics of what I know of how to make that happen. So I'm going to be doing that tomorrow night on a webinar. So if you're hearing this and it's already passed tomorrow night, you can still register and get the replay of that uh, webinar. Because truly, I, I would love for you to come through instructor training so that we can spend some deep quality time together and do life on the other side for a long time as we uh, set people free, as we are being set free. But if you just go, you know what, I just need to get going, Elisa. Now is the time. This webinar will absolutely give you the basic nuts and bolts to get going. So join, I'll see you tomorrow. If you don't make it live, get the replay. All right. Love you all so much. So proud of you for how you do healing <laughs> and you go first. <laughs> You're willing to say, search me, God, and know me. Thanks for being those people. I'll see you next time. Peace. Let's jump into it. I want to talk about healing language today. Healing our language with healing language. Um, you got the weight loss God's weight today at day 10 and it was a very simple day and you guys I forgot to record it I was gonna record it and put it in social media for those that that follow on Instagram but I just got sidetracked and I was I was doing some deeper stuff with the Lord doing some reading and I got sidetracked so um, did you do it today it was very simple I had you do like some jumping jacks say a piece of scripture then a squat, say a piece of scripture. That was literally your workout, like a 50, 40, 30, 20, 10. You did 50 jumping jacks, 40, I can't remember, maybe squats, 30, um, something else. But you had a, a kind of a ladder to come down. And then at the break of each exercise, you would say a piece of scripture. And then go again with the exercise, say a piece of scripture. And then you would go through the cycle two or three times. Did anyone do that today? It's really simple and fun. And you should all save that workout because there will come a time 
For those of you that are enjoying moving now and it's becoming a get-to, good, Julie. If it's becoming a get-to, you're gonna be days where you travel or you don't have your usual go-to. That is a really beautiful takeaway little, um, it's not an AMRAMP, it's a, a ladder that you could do a couple times. And it just will get the blood flowing. And remember, movement exercise gets the blood flow up to the brain so that you can clear away the cobwebs and a, a vascular brain that has good blood flow has good thoughts. And as the body moves, the brain will create new grooves. You actually can begin to lock in a thought. I've talked to you guys about information plus emotion creates lasting change. Will you bring your body into that? Because the body has all this stored energy and emotion, energy in motion is, is an emotion that it starts to come up and you didn't even know it was in you until you started to move your body. And then you read a piece of scripture language that it reconciles your fear brain up to your love brain. You were made for love and optimistic thinking and empathy. You were made for kindness. You were made for peace, shalom. You were made for a parasympathetic lifestyle that leads you to a sympathetic lifestyle. Parasympathetic is the part of your body that is your rest, your hormones of rest, your hormones of safety, your hormones of comfort, of warmth, of compassion, of kindness. We were made in that environment. That's what we were made for. And there was courage there too, things that we were gonna work and steward the land. We weren't complaining and we weren't grumbling because we didn't have sin. But when sin entered, we fell down into our limbic brains in the sense that it interrupted this connection to having a, a whole and well-developed mind, body, soul, and spirit. And so we have to rebuild it. And when you move your body, you're doing that. So today I had you work on language. Let me ask you this question. How do you talk to yourself? What's your language of self? What, what, if you could like, and I know it's hard, and this is why, <laughs> this is why you're here, not to get six pick abs and to lose 10 pounds, but to lose the weight of disconnection, to lose the weight of stress and anxiety and worry and fear and shame and guilt, because those are frequencies that are cutting in on your ability to have a renewed mind and operate in a renewed mind and not have a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. So we're losing that, but you have to get in your body to know that. You gotta know what's going on with you. Self-acceptance and self-awareness precedes transformation. You cannot change what you do not know. Yeah, Leslie says, I still hear lies. Yeah. That, so do I, by the way. Um, I know a lot, for a lot of people, it's ongoing, constant accusation and condemnation. That is why I'm asking you to please do the Be Still and Be Loved podcast. Please, please, listen. Unless you want to go spend thousands of dollars on therapy, you don't need to. Therapy's great, love therapy. But hear me, I want to say, I want to get you moving with the least amount of pain pain to your pocketbook, pain to your body, and pain. There will be pain, but the least amount of it because his yoke, which can feel like heavy, which can feel like work, it's easy and light. So if you're still battling lies, 
and I know you're reading scripture and that's, I hope you're reading scripture. First of all, you got to be renewing your mind, but there's something cutting you off from being able to receive it down into your heart, down into your bet, your being so that your nature changes so that the language changes, the healing language we need for ourselves has to come off of a healed nature. Like our nature of who we are has been healed. <clears throat> so no one is harder than ours on ourselves than us. And nobody talks to us more than ourselves, right? So that's the weird thing is I, I know, I think there's always so many studies of how many thoughts we're having a day. It's just continuous. I know it's thousands and thousands of thoughts that we have a day. And some of them we actually give language to and others we're not even aware of. Uh, but we have to pay attention and you don't have to do that work of paying attention. If you will practice this place of getting in your body and breathing and becoming mindful, you guys, it's not a buzzword. It is a old age. God has been trying to tell us this for a long time to become aware, to stay connected back to who we are in him. He wants to be with us. We were meant to walk with him in the garden. And now because of Jesus, we have a way back to be with him all the time. This is why the first question when we sin that Jesus, uh, that God asked of Adam and Eve, I love this. I want you to hear this. Speaking of language, when Adam and Eve sinned, and we see this in Genesis three, the first words from God were not, what did you do? Or, I can't believe you did this. Or, how dare you? What are you thinking? You are so stupid. Those are not his words. What's his first question? His first question is, Adam, where are you? Elisa, where are you? Hello, hello, hello. This is why Revelation Wellness, this is why what we do with you in the practices of moving and stillness where your mind goes, your body will flow and go there too. So where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Where are you in relationship to love, peace, joy, all the goodness of who God is? Or have you taken off with the spirit of fear and gone somewhere? So where are you? What you're talking about in your head, the thoughts you're having will form words. So before we even have, like if we're saying negative things, and here's the, if you say negative things about other people, it is because there is a critical spirit inside of you. This is a work I am doing myself, you guys. I have a daughter who is 16 years old. I love her so much. And in full transparency, because I can only, I don't care. I just teach what I know. I recognized about the age when she was around 10 or 11 or so. Oh man, it was such the Holy Spirit just saying to me, you know, you're really critical of her. I, I, I didn't even know I was being critical of her, like, like kind of fixing her hair or why is your shirt rumpled or um, <clears throat> just, just little, little things to, you know, and you think it's kind of like, it's kind of like this, you know, like a mom like takes spit on her fingers and like wipes their face. <laughs> Well, it's like I was doing it all the time in a sense or trying. I, I really was. I think I knew in my heart I was kind of losing control of her as she's becoming 10, 11, 12. And so you're trying at that last minute to like hold on or say this or like you're trying to get all those words in and it just became, it wasn't fun. 
It wasn't kind. So that critical language or this, this critical thinking I had towards her became a critical kind of words more. And I realized why this is straining our relationship. So I had to do the work of where is this? That is from me. And then I'm like sat down with the Lord and realized I had a very critical mom. Now let's all take a minute to breathe and say, thank you, my critical spirit that served me to this point, that it, it was a resource because in the critical things, I'm actually trying to care for something. Can I get an amen? Like I'm trying to actually, my child especially, I'm like, I'm trying to save them or I'm trying to protect them or I'm trying to make sure nobody will judge them because there's something on their face or judge them because whatever. Like I'm, I'm trying to fix things so that they don't have to have suffering or pain, but they're going to have it. So what, what we need to always be doing as parents is providing a safe place, safety. And that we have to do the work of ourselves. We're critical on others because we're critical on ourselves. Everything that you have frustration with, with other people, and this is why we can pay attention to what we're saying and what the words come out of our mouth, that has nothing to do with them. There's something going on with you. If you've heard me say it often in the podcast, when I have a problem with you, it's because there's a problem in me. I've got to work on the problem inside of me. So how do you talk to yourself? Is your language seasoned with grace? Colossians 4, 6 says, let your speech always be with grace as though seasoned with salt. I love that. Always be with grace. Let your speech always be with grace as though seasoned with salt so that you will know how you should respond to each person. And might I add how you respond to each circumstance. Circumstance or how you will respond to every accusation, that you will know how to respond has something to do with your language, your speech, your words, always to be with grace, with grace, with God, with this place of transcending your frustration or pain into compassion and empathy. You guys, neuroscience, our brain up here, I've told you up here in your prefrontal medial cortex where you can think and have creativity, uh, you can solve problems, you um, can work well in community with others, you can teamwork well. This, the limbic brain, your young brain is very selfish, it's very self-protective. And up here, as the brain and the, and the development gets bigger, you, you become more aware that you're not alone, that there's other people, that there are resources that you can think without the fire alarm of your amygdala going off, which is there to protect you should there be great danger. And that's good. But what we've done in today's society is we have turned, we're on constant overload with cortisol and stress because we feel the weight and the pressure to be perfect to have success, to get good grades, right? Taking this all the way back to your youth. <laughs> and so we became really hard on ourselves and our language got really hard. So God's saying, hey, come back and let your talk be seasoned with salt. Let your talk be with grace. And if you don't have the talk or the language of grace, it's because you haven't been spending time with grace, not just studying scripture to have some scripture like you want to get God in you 
You like want to be so him metabolizing inside of you that it changes your nature because if your nature and your character is changed, then your language will change. Do we all understand why this has nothing to do with weight loss? If I can get the Holy Spirit to get in you, to love the hell out of you, then everything you do, think, say, feel, choose will be based in love and that's eternal. And that will go on and on. And you will not be measuring yourself according to temporal standards. And you will be thinking higher, bigger, better. You will have empathy, compassion, and grace for people as they are doing the very best they can, even though your flesh might say to them, you should do better. You should know better. You know what? That's why I say stop shooting on people. Just let them off the hook. Assume they're doing the very best they can. You want a good life? You want to change your nature? Assume that everyone's doing the best they can. Because if we knew everyone's story, there would be nothing but compassion, empathy that would rise up. And so this is why it matters that we know our story. <laughs> you got to know your story. You got to sit down with the wonderful counselor and know that when you have language coming out of you about yourself, about others, it's critical, it's not nice, it's not kind, that that is an invitation by the Holy Spirit to sit down on the wonderful counselor's couch. Isn't that amazing? It's like, it's not work harder, you should know better. It's, oh, hey, look what just showed up. Come on, let's sit down on the couch. Let's find out what piece of your story, what permeating lie keeps showing up and walking in the front door and you're just operating on fear because fear has to do with punishment. Sticks and stones can break bones, but words can kill or give life. Period. What you say, what comes out. And so, I, again, today I'm not even really, I mean, yes, pay, okay. Uh, let me back it up. Um, I was, I woke up the other morning and I went into the gym. Uh, I have a home gym here and I went to move my body and work out. And I was moving, I was working some stuff with the Lord, you know, just always, it's really for me, just seek me, know me, what's there any junk inside of me, mad, bad, sad, scared, I work on the four bullies, like, is there anything I'm mad about, is there anything I feel bad about, scared, if you've done the wellness revelation, we've worked through those. So I was working through some stuff, and, you know, the Lord was putting some, putting my finger on the fact that um, there's this lack of kindness that I have towards my, my husband. Like there's something that's kind of in the way. Now again, backstory, some of you may or may not know, he was an atheist for 10 years. As I was growing in the Lord, he became, the enemy used him in really way, powerful ways to try and keep this call from happening. That's what I can tell you for sure. Spoiler alert, he's fully a believer now and he is one of my biggest cheerleaders in his own way. <laughs> He's an introvert. He's British. I'm an extrovert. I'm Mexican. There you go. Do all that math. Um, but I was working through that and then I was going to record a, a workout video in, in the office and I was working on that and then he walked in late like he was going to work out and he walked in and I was instantly just so frustrated with him. Like, just frustration. And 
I mean, he's just seeing me the first time, like, good morning, you know, or something. Like, we'd been asleep for eight or ten hours. I hadn't seen you. It wasn't, oh, I missed you so much. It was just like, <sighs> I was frustrated with him. And he kind of did a recoil, a little like, oh, because he knew it. He thought maybe I was recording. And I just said, it's fine. Come on in. And so he came in, and he started to work out. And the Holy Spirit stopped me right away and was like, yeah, so what's that about? <laughs> it's always, the Holy Spirit is always just inquisitive. So, hey, what's that about? I'm like, what's what about? Why are you not, he, you just, he's, he's right here. Why don't you say good morning? And I'm like, oh, I'm so frustrated with him. I had to do the work of like, what is the deeper thing? What is it, God? Because kindness would say good morning. Hey, do you need to come in? If I needed a second, can you give me one minute? Okay. You know, like I just had, it, I don't even know where it came from. It was just this air of I'm bothered. All right. I share that with you because life speaks of testimony and testimony speaks of the spirit of prophecy, which is Jesus. Jesus, the testimony of Jesus, is the spirit of prophecy. So what Jesus is doing in me is the true testimony and he's continuing to eradicate from me this nature that is still, honestly, and I'm in the, the stronghold with the Lord, is that I'm still protecting myself from my husband in some way because of the many, many years we spent in a very painful place. But that painful place has made me the woman I am, and I know that it has, it has forged in me a, a faith for and a, and a walk with the Lord that wouldn't have come if I didn't have that opposition right there next to me for 10 years trying to get me to quit. All right. So we have got to be aware of those troubles that are coming and what's the nature that is coming out of us as they come. That's all that matters. That's all that matters, just to pay attention to it. And then once it's there, now what? Okay, so I'm gonna close with this. I wanted to try and be done in about 30 minutes today. If we are going to, we, we know words, I get words are so powerful. And honestly, I didn't know what was going, I didn't recognize my frustration with my husband until the fact that I was like, oh, like my came out. Right? Remember, Jesus says, it's not what goes in you that makes you unclean. So, you know, worried about all your clean food and clean this. It's, don't worry about that. It's not that. It's what's coming out of you that is defiling you. So, it, there it was. Like, feelings are hard to pin down. But words, you know, words can be recorded. Words, there's a reason why you go into a judge or in a jury and they write transcripts of your words. That's what she said. Okay, if you said this, that came from something inside of you, so that matters. So the once I realized that that like, oh, like why did it, why was I so frustrated? And I had to back up and go, what's really going on inside of me? So we, in order to have kinder language, and here's the healing point. Here's the healing language we need. If we want, are looking to know like we're really hard with our language for ourselves. We're hard on other people. Man, what would the church look like if we stopped being hard on other people? Doesn't mean we punt on the truth of God. I am so desperate. I tell my daughter this. I am so, I cannot wait to see on the earth a people of God who can love compassionately, be empathetic and warm and comforting, even though they don't agree with people. 
that it's okay that we don't have to agree and I can still love you. Man, I say that and then that means there are going to be people that come my way that do things or say things. I mean, this is who Jesus was. It's how he could walk among sinners and not everyone fall and worship him. Those who did, that's why the woman who breaks her flask open on his feet and says, for history, they will tell of this woman, she worshiped me all the way. But not everyone worshiped him. Not everyone agreed with him. Even his own, it said that he came into the world and his own rejected him. The Jews, even the, his own people that have been giving him lip service, but their hearts were far away. So uh, that's the heart he's going after. Like, I'm going to watch, I'm going to don't worry, Lisa, more with you than against you. But those that are against you, can you still be cur- encouraging and kind and as, in a safe house and have Lack of judgment. Judgment isn't on me. That's on the Lord. But can I have mercy, compassion, and grace? Doesn't mean that I have to move away from the the boundary of truth. And I, I might be misunderstood. And that's okay. So in order for us to get kind language, you guys, we need a kinder nature. And to get a kinder nature, that comes from having a kinder vision. And I say that because language, let me back this up with language, before you could speak or forming words, you could speak and mumble and utter, which by the way, the Holy Spirit um, intercedes for us with groans, moans. So language doesn't have to be understood for God to understand it because he knows the language of the heart. But in our modern day society, we created language so we could be understood. Tower of Babel, right? They were talking and God was going, they, now they have too much language. We have to, we got to separate them because through language, they're creating their own power system and they will hurt one another if they have all this language and it's not based on truth. It's not based on my goodness and my kindness. So let's scatter the language because words are power. But before we could say, shoo, you know, that was my son's first word, shoo, my firstborn. You know, you remember, y'all remember your firstborn's first word. <laughs> That's so sweet. And I remember sitting on my lap and he was looking at a picture book, a picture book. And I would go through the picture book, ball, kite, shoe. And I would show him what each thing is and I would say it and he wouldn't say he wasn't he was just listening as I was going through picture books right come on yes I read language books but the picture books were what I was really trying to show him here's what this is here's what this is and then one day when I pointed to shoe he said shoe he knew that vision that outline of something meant that's this word shoe so what we need, our nature comes as a Mago Dei. We are a reflection of who God is. Our nature is his nature. So we need a kinder vision of who he is. If you want kinder language and internal language, what you're saying on the inside to yourself, because the more you practice Revelation Wellness, everything we're giving you, the more you're going to be able to pay attention to yourself. You just will. So that what language is going on inside of you in the hidden place before it makes its way out of you, you're more aware of it. 
But in order for us to get kinder in our language on the inside, we need a kinder vision of God. And again, I say not so that we can punt on truth because kindness doesn't mean always sit in a warm bath and take a nap. Sometimes kindness means courage. The courage to say no, right? If my kid is getting hurt, the kind thing for me to do is go and say no. Like that kid cannot come over here and play anymore. No, he hurts you. So no, we've tried. We've asked him to abide by these rules. No, that's a kind, protective nature of a God. So kindness doesn't mean I don't have to show up anymore. It actually means you have to show up and do the work of the inside of what needs to be done. So we need a kinder vision of who God is. I have been working on this a lot and I was sharing this with a friend the other day and she started to like really cry and she goes, it's true. I don't have a kind nature. I don't, I know God is God and father and protector and almighty and all, and he is. But we don't know and have a vision for who he is as a kind lover of our soul, as being the beloved. For God so loved the world, he gave us Christ. Not for God so had a plan for the world or for God so thought he deserved the world to be his, to worship him or for God so needed. It's just for God so loved. He loved and that becomes our nature. And according to 1 Corinthians 13, it is the highest. Faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. So we need more of that, and we need a vision. All right. I don't know. I, I, what I'm telling, I'm setting you up because in the next five days or so, I'm going to release a new podcast on a Be Still and Be Loved. And it is going to be about getting this kinder vision, like inviting the Holy Spirit to show us Jesus, who is God, right? If we see Jesus, we've seen the Father. The reason why Jesus works for us is because he actually was a man and a body, and he's acquainted with all our sins and sufferings. And so he is like our intercessor. He is, or he's our, he's the friend. He's the, he's the, um, like the lawyer that goes, I'm going to, I'll, I'll defend you. I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit and I'm going to defend you before the Father that you knew me, you know me. But do I know him? I need to know his goodness, his kindness. And not just in my head space, but down in all of me. And that requires vision. And by the way, this is, this is proven. proven like It's kind of like physiotherapy for your mind. To heal the mind of the trauma or the... the experiences in life that have been very adverse and have kept and formed strongholds that it's important that you have imagination come on now you need imagination let's think about this someone that's about to um thinking about killing themselves like they have no hope if they can have a vision for the future like and that requires imagination like well maybe maybe this will happen or maybe just that's connected to hope because hope is being sure of what we or faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we don't see like manifest itself yet a hope that is seen is no hope at all a hope is a vision and as we have a vision of who god is and that connects us to heaven then 
we have a way of using our words to bring heaven on earth because who he is is inside of us. This word picture gives me new language. We learn in pictures. We think in pictures. We remember in pictures. That's a whole nother thing on the mind. You love pictures. It's why we're doing this a lot. We really like pictures. And then we'll hear the story. The, word, the, the mind learns, thinks, and learns in pictures. So you need a vision, a kinder vision of who Christ is for language. And then you will have a kinder. And so I have a whole exercise I'm going to walk you guys through in another, a new Be Still and Be Loved. But in the meantime, go through any of the other Be Still and Be Loves. Because I do this in almost all the Be Still and Be Loves to some way or some degree. But I'm going to specifically, we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to give us, give us, show us the Father. Show us His kind face. Show us. And we're going to walk through and make it very three-dimensional and very yours. Kindness ends wars. Kindness wins wars. Kindness ends wars. And you, this war against your body requires you to be more kind, period. Are your workouts kind? Courage. Have courage. Try hard things. Have fun. I'm telling you, a good parent, if you see your kid in a sport and he's miserable, what do you do? You pull him out. You don't have to do that. You, who, you don't have to do that for me. You don't have to do that for mom. You don't have to do that. You don't have to do it for your friend. You do not have to be miserable and do that sport. It should be fun. <laughs> it should be fun. So if it's not fun, pull out. Come on, let's, let's, let's get in a kind place and find out what's the next courageous thing to do that also is warm and, and supportive of, of me and sympathetic and empathetic of me because that's who God is. Okay. Was this helpful for you all? My, my, honestly, your, your kind of your takeaway, all I want, if I'm going to train you, cause I'm a trainer, as I just want you to notice your, you got, this is, it'll change everything. Notice when you're being hard on yourself, notice it. That's all. Notice, it's quiet. It's inside of you. And because if you are hard on yourself inside of you, it's going to come out of you. And then you'll masquerade it as like, well, I'm just being mom or I'm just being wife or, you know, like you'll justify it. But, but just notice, are you hard on yourself? I'm facing something right now that is a whole new, I felt the Lord's giving me a whole new paradigm shift. In the past, this would freak me out. But I'm noticing it as a gift that God is giving me to train all this and when I start to want to be scared, worried, shame myself, think the worst scenario, I notice it. And then I actually realize I, I welcome this voice, which is a vision that I've gotten. I'm going to give you work on it with you too. That is just coming in and going, oh, no, mm -mm. no, you don't have to be afraid. I'm right here with you. You're not alone. I'm going to work it out. What have I told you, Elisa? No weapon formed against me will prevail. Yes. Yeah. That in this world I'll have trouble, but you will overcome this world. Do not fear and only believe I will be well. Like all of I, I can just go, oh wait, you told me I'm, ha. Huh. And it just leaves that permeating scare factor, anxiety or worry. It just leaves. And it's so kind. Kindness wins wars. It will end it right there. Kindness does not shouting louder or scream, <laughs> you know? Yes, sing, but sing from this place of the battle's won. The battle belongs to the Lord. 
I will not have to, I'm not kind, I'm not going to be hard on myself here. There's grace for this, right? Going back to let your speech always be with grace. Let your speech about yourself be about with grace. And grace is that which affords a definition of grace, the word, that which affords loveliness, pleasure, goodness, kindness, that which affords grace paid it so that all the blessings of heaven are with you. As Paul says, we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Kindness. Okay? All right. That's it. Lord, thank you so much for our time together. I thank you that you are uh, representing yourself to us that the Holy Spirit is representing you to us, that we are getting a bigger picture. Man, the year of 2020, Revelation Wellness, in 2020, we are going to get a greater vision of who you are. God, we know you're the God that wins wars. We know you're the God who is our protector and our vindicator, our shield, our guard. We know that, God. But now we ask to see a side of your face that is, it just melts our hearts with how good and lovely and kind and compassionate and comforting and warm and safe you are. That our courage comes from this knowing of how good and loving and kind you are. Connect it for us, God. We've been disintegrated from it. We have been pulled apart by the worries of this world and the adversity we have faced, so put us back together, God sew us back together and tie us together and draw us out with loving and kindness cords. We love you and we thank you. I pray for healing in all bodies in Jesus' name, wherever there is hurts and aches and bones and muscles in Jesus' name, cease. All pain cease in Jesus' name. For anyone who's having inflammatory joints and they can't move right now god we ask for a cooling for that pain and in jesus name they receive a kind and loving touch of you father heal your babies where they ache heal the hurt where they're hungry feed thirsty water where they're cranky and tired rest God, where they have fallen and shrunken back and have been afraid, give them courage. Change our nature and change our language. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, well done, day 10, week two.